Hi guys, welcome to yet another episode of the Faith Family and the In Between podcast, episode five, and it feels like forever since we did the last episode. Um, it's been one thing or the other going on. Um, I never had to prioritize, but I'm not going to get into that right now. I'm just so so glad and happy that I can do another episode. Major shout out to everyone who's listened to either one or two or three or all four of the previous episodes. You guys are the best. Um, I've I've heard from some of you and got some feedback about like how you liked it and you know all sorts. And I'm just so glad that there are people tuning in and listening because it will be such a pity if I'm just talking and no one is. Uh, you know, no one is tuning in. So thank you guys so much. I'm so glad, and I hope you can keep uh, tuning in to uh, the upcoming um, episodes. Right. So what is today's episode gonna be about? I'm gonna be talking about something spooky. So I'm talking lions and beasts and horns and ribs. So if you like spooky and weird stuff, yay! Like this is for you. You are the right place. But if you don't, like I don't, you're gonna be fine. Like you won't have any nightmares or anything. Like it's not that deep. It's just a an interesting, you know, spooky, weird story that you know uh, you probably would learn a lot from. So, how about we go ahead and uh, start this story? Have you guys ever read a story or a novel where you're like, nah, this is too much. Like, this is really too much for me. Um, and then you drop it. But then maybe months later or weeks later, you come back to it and you're like, okay, maybe I can actually do this. And suddenly, like, you get to read the novel or the story and you're like, wow, this is good. This this is actually more than I um, expected. And maybe not too much as I thought it was at um, in the first place. Um, this is what... I, I felt like when I first uh, read uh, Daniel 7 uh, but now I think it has become one of my favorite chapters um, in the Bible first off shout out to the guys at the Bible project for um, well expounding and sharing their ideas and thoughts on on this in one of their videos I think it's the son of man video and they have notes on this as well but I really love Daniel 7 I love it so much right now because feel it's like all of the biblical story coming together it's not your typical john 316 or romans 828 or romans 323 or you know all those very nice uh and short verses or bible passages that you know we are aware of uh, but this is really like i said at the beginning it's spooky it's beasts it's lions it's horns it's ribs and like when you start reading it you're like oh wow what is going on here um <laughs> but like i said it's daniel 7 so it's it's the story of this guy called daniel 
who apparently was was exiled to uh, to Babylon. He's he was part of the royal line. Is it lineage or lineage? I don't know. Um, but he was part. Well, I think it's lineage. Um, he was part of that David's lineage, and um, you know, this he had a vision. So basically, um, the the whole spookiness of this is it's a vision. It's a dream. Um, and Daniel is a guy actually who knows how to interpret dreams, right? He's like he's a dream guy. He interpreted a dream for like a king um, before this vision happened. So Daniel should be able to interpret this dream, right? But apparently he couldn't, and I think that's because it was um, an apocalyptic vision or dream that he saw. Um, now let me just summarize the story. So Daniel saw four beasts. Um, a lion, a bear, a leopard, and a fourth beast that he couldn't really name because it was horrendous and so horrific. Um, these beasts were trampling upon people, right? But these beasts actually represented kingdoms and kings. Um, so I'm not really going to go into like what kingdom or what historical king this beast represented. Um, if you want to do your own research about that, uh, go ahead and do it. But I think it's nice to know. Um, I can tell you that the lion represented Nebuchadnezzar, who was the king of the Babylonian uh, Empire kingdom then. Um, but what's interesting is this beast trampled upon people and killed people. But when I was reading this story, I asked myself, like, why, why were these kings and kingdoms represented as beasts or animals, basically? Like, why exactly? Why weren't they just portrayed as human beings, right? Um, but to answer this question, I think we need to go back to the cosmic storyline. So what happened between Genesis 1 to 2 or to 3? Now, if you actually believe that you were created by God, um, there's always a question then you need, need to ask, like, for what purpose or why um, were you created? And if you go back to Genesis 1, you see that God's purpose um, of creating human beings uh, is to partner with humanity as his image-bearing, you know, representatives so that we as human beings can rule over creation on his behalf. Um, Genesis 1, 26 to 28, God created, said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let him rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and cattle over and, cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created human in his image, in the image of God, he created him, male and female, uh, he created them. Uh, God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and birds of the sky. So basically, we are like image bearers who were created to rule over creation on his behalf, right? Um, but even beyond that, God, um, you know, elevated humans, you know, from the death of the from the death of the realm, um, um, and he elevates them to a divine throne by placing them in Eden. Now, I always thought Eden was just like a garden that was probably situated in I don't know a part of a continent that we no longer know. You know what? I mean, probably the name has been changed, and we can't just figure out like what exactly. Uh, where exactly it is in our, you know, um, in our world map. But actually, I recently figured out that Eden was was like a heaven and earth compound. So it was like a royal high mountain, or kind of royal mountain temple, 
uh, which was a, a heaven and earth compound so where like heaven met with earth basically and you know god placed humans there right i think genesis 2 15 um then yahweh god uh, took the human and put him into the garden of eden to cultivate it and keep it so eden was this garden um Eden was this heaven and earth compound and God planted a garden toward the east in Eden and he placed humans there, the humans that he had formed to, you know, to cultivate the ground and take care of Eden. Now, remember that animals as well, like animals were created from the dirt, right? And actually animals were created before us humans. So logically, you would expect that the animals should be like, you know, since they were created first, you know, um, they should be the ones who rule over, right? Because that's just the way we think. The one who comes first should be like the winner, right? But the human beings who came second and were also created from dirt were put in a higher position than the animals and were given the, 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 you know, the right to rule over the animals, basically. And were elevated to a place of you know in quote divine divine natureness you know um so i find that really interesting but anyway that's not even the main point of this of this story um in eden you know god planted so many there were so many trees um and one of the trees there was the tree of life there was also the tree of knowledge of good and and evil um you know and the tree of life was as the name connotes like it was a tree of life you eat from that tree like you kind of become immortal um because like you 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 just have more life basically so when humans live in the immediate presence of their creator in in that eden state they their mortal origins are transcended you know we are able to transcend our mortal origins and we are transformed into something that is greater you know much more greater than we are as normal human beings because we came from dirt we came from dust right but the perfect ideal state is you know an immortal state in which we are in the presence of our creator in this eden which is the heaven and earth compound now in eden god you know told adam and eve the first people that he created he's like hey guys here's the two-part command that i'm giving you um enjoy the garden eat from all the trees you know all of it including the tree of life which will probably make you immortal right um nothing like there's no condition on that like eat from all the trees i've given you as a gift but the second part is now there's this tree called the tree called the knowledge of good and evil don't don't eat it like don't eat from that tree um you know however uh humans foolishly joined uh, the spiritual rebel um the arch spiritual rebel who was introduced as a snake now it's it's easy for you to think like this was just an animal you know but you have to ask yourself a question like how was it that the animal was able to talk like animals don't talk for crying out loud um but this snake was actually a spiritual rebel who was part of you know god's executive board if you want to use it that way or divine counsel um if you check the meaning of the word seraph um there's some connotation to snake so it could be that maybe 
this snake or spiritual being was a seraph um this spiritual being was wise beautiful had knowledge of god's counsel you know um but he was not happy that god was in charge he wanted he became proud basically and wanted to do things uh his own way um does that ring a bell like does that actually ring a bell because i think we humans are just like that like we don't want god to be in charge we want to be in charge of our business right um but yeah so this snake advised eve to take from the knowledge of good and evil which she did which adam did as well and they became wise like the snake said they will (laughs) um so indeed they became wise but the problem is that um that wisdom was from was apart from god and such wisdom was prone to um you know was prone to distortion uh so humanity's knowledge of good and bad was prone to distortion you know short-sighted and was not the wisdom of god and it, it was easily corrupted so actually in an act of severe mercy what god did was okay he said you guys have disobeyed me you are now wise but not in the not in my wisdom not in the wisdom of god your wisdom is corrupted if i let you stay in this garden you will probably take from the tree of life and you live for you go on living you live forever what he did was then to exile them from eden so that they don't have access to this tree of life um where they can you know he sent them to the realm of the dead where they can return to dust from which they came that is an act of mercy because just look at the world we're in if we were to if human beings were to live forever oh my goodness like this would just be an endless cycle of of hate and corruption and and suffering and all that so god's banishing adam and eve from eden was actually an act of mercy um but like i said what the uh the 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 output or product of human of adam and eve taken from the tree of knowledge of good and evil is that they became wise but in in a corrupt way um so satan or the snake promised that actually when you eat of that tree you will become like god you become as wise as he is unfortunately humans didn't become like god instead we became like animals to start being a bell animals who were created first and where they were not given uh responsibility or elevated to any divine position we became like animals the animal with all its sagacity always looks to the ground without consciousness of relation to god does that ring a bell human beings in our natural state like we never want anything we don't want anything to do with god like we feel we got this like we have it on our own right um but what elevates man is communion with god being in god's presence in willing subjection to him um but god wants to share his identity with man and that was the original intent it was the original uh a purpose for creation um the moment man tries to exalt himself to independence of god he sinks to beast, beast level and that was what happened to nebuchadnezzar who was the lion uh represented in daniel's vision uh, he was so proud but he got humbled he he was given the mind of an animal and like he 
his he just his downfall came basically but he was restored um so how what is the solution to this to this you know beast beastly nature of humans um god's mission from then on has been to restore humanity to their lost calling to reinstall them as his image bearing partners who can rule the world in divine power of immortal life and love and in fact god told the snake look um one of Eve's offspring is actually going to crush your head <laughs> and i think what he meant there was that you know this offspring was going to overcome spiritual evil at its source but he also told the snake that you will bite this offspring's heel um we're going to look at what that means and look through the rest of Daniel's spooky vision in the next part of this uh, series um, of the subhuman. Um, thank you for listening and I hope you tune in to the next part of the subhuman episode of subhuman series. See you on the next one and uh, have a lovely day.